conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. need to burn the candle at both ends because mine lasts eight nights. I may play many people, but you can't play me. Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. That is queen level. I mean, I'm talking to the queen, so I feel like that is a queen level tagline i i really can't take credit for it because somebody (gasps) who listens to my show like we were we were yes they sent it in because we were like brainstorming taglines for us and someone sent it in i was like this is amazing so not my it's not my work i mean you and (laughs) kyle richards (laughs) someone wrote her tagline one season she was like my fan so-and-so in like north dakota or somewhere fabulous and they gave her a tagline. It was amazing. And she used it for that season of BH. You know, I don't remember which one it was. I remember but. what you're talking about. And I think that the housewives now are literally letting the fans do all the hard work. I'm like, you know what? Figure it out for yourself. We do enough <laughs> as it is, you know? That's <laughs> true. But who knows these women better? than people who've never met them. I mean, myself, <laughs> you know, you've actually You're interacted so right. with far more of them. Unfortunately, yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Well, maybe we'll get into it. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 190. And OMFG, I am so excited to have a new guest on the People's People's Couch, which feels weird now that I'm saying that out loud. Yeah. I don't know. It does. That's weird. I think I've just been like waiting for the right time and the right moment. And it's it that that time is now. It's the time and the place. And that time is 4.07 p.m. Eastern. And that place is in the middle of a global pandemic. Woo! And guys, listen, I'm not saying the she's the vaccine, but I'm not not saying that. You guys, it's none <laughs> other than Amy Phillips, host of Reality Checked on Radio Andy Sirius XM. 
video impressionist on Watch What Happens Live. I just received news that they're actually creating a new wing for you at the Met Museum. Oh, for my Met Ball Gala luncheon. I mean, right next to the impressionist wing of like Eastern European whatever from 18 blah, blah, blah. It's not only like fun moments as Lisa Barlow, Amy Phillips. How, how are you? I'm great. And what's so weird is like, it feels like I've been on your podcast, but it does dawn on me like that's so strange that I haven't. But anyway, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'm so I'm, happy to talk to you. I feel um, I feel entitled being here. I feel entitled. I'm not going to lie. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Non-apologetic. Oh, my God. Well, <sighs> I have to ask you first and foremost. So your show is yeah. so amazing. It's Thanks. so refreshing. Thanks. I've heard from so many AGs who feel like it is such a bright light during such <gasps> a difficult time and I have to ask you has it changed has it changed at all what you say and how you say it because of you know COVID times has that changed in any way the direction of the conversation that you have or the way that you kind of think of these women yes um I think it's that that's interesting that's such a good question because I would say right now um Pivoting into we're seeing the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. now we're seeing it live uh, mm-hmm. on the show. And so we're living through it again and but through the eyes of the housewives. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that all of the, you know, the niceties are gone. <laughs> I mean, I know that mm-hmm. I I try to keep it light um, mm-hmm. because it's a comedy sh- comedy recap. Uh, mm-hmm. And and yet there are some times where it's just it just can't be. And you just have mm-hmm. to acknowledge that. And I like that. I like that part of it in that um, everything is sort of stripped down now. Um, mm-hmm. And there are just really no excuses. And um, it's it's made cause for some big arguments uh, for what should or shouldn't be done in the future of Housewives and the state of it and things like that. And mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Um, so in many ways, yes, it has, you know, definitely affected the way that we approach things because it's like it's real stuff now it's not just bullshit housewives you know it's right yeah so it's it's a different um it's a different playing field but there's also mm-hmm. the great ridiculous storylines as well that go along with a housewife show which we I definitely embrace and and celebrate and so that's that's been a nice balance. And and also not just talking about Housewives, but all the Bravo shows, because, you know, I cover Below Deck and mm. Southern Charm and, uh, and 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 really all of them. And lately I've been doing The Bachelorette, which has been super interesting. Oh. Yeah, that's been really interesting during the pandemic because they and especially because it's been such a great season because they had Claire and then she I don't know if you're. It's down out. with. I, I, heard, I, I know, but tell tell the people. I've heard about it. I've watched a little of it. I'm I'm very curious about it. Tell tell the folks. Well, it's been it was cool because you watched Claire come in and you know in the middle of this pandemic she's waiting for this her, the love of her life her whole life and she really basically meets him on the first night and the season is cut short because she feels like he's her soulmate and then the end of the end of the season and then they bring in Tasha and so now she, it's like starting from scratch. 
But now we're getting all these guys and we're talking. They're talking about Black Lives Matter. She's talking about it. They're talking about the pandemic. And it's like, this is is this the Bachelorette? So it's really interesting. And then to watch Southern Charm and the um, the statue that they're trying to take down of John C. Calhoun Mm -hmm. and, you know, the racial issues that come up there. That's super interesting. Um, It's it's so it's all over. I mean, you, you you're not going to get away from dealing with reality. And that's kind of cool right now. I mean, I do like that aspect of it. Um, and I like t- talking about all the different shows. I mean, I, I did jump into like 90 Day Fiance, which has nothing to do with any of this. But oh, <laughs> I have not seen. Have I seen an episode? I feel like I had a roommate that was into it and I. I tried. I really no, I didn't really try, but I was present while the television was on and I couldn't do it. I just had so many questions like, why are they doing it? Just didn't. I don't know what it was. I know what it was. It's so dumb. (laughs) It's so heartbreaking, too, because you're like, you guys hate each other and this is not real. I mean, the only like literally the only reason why Alyssa and I decided to do 90 Day Fiance was because there was a deficit of Bravo shows at the time. Because of the pandemic. And we've never been in that situation before. So um, we had a choice. And the choice was like tardy for the party or like, you know, something else. So we went with something else. We did tardy for the party once. (laughs) We did tardy for the party once. You know, like the the first two episodes, it was like a... um, You know, they did like two episodes in one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did like the first... Night, we did one recap of it, but then we were like, "Let's do 90 Day." It was a really fun romp into something that we just had never talked about before. So that was that was thrilling. Well, at last, we also did the vow and oh. talked about seduced. So we do, you know, dip into things outside of Bravo, which is really refreshing for us, for sure. So Catherine Oxenberg's daughter, India, is someone that I am friendly with. Wow. Because I'm a big fan of Matthew Kenny, who's this like vegan chef. He has places in L.A., New York, all over the place. And he had a coffee shop in the East Village that I would go to pretty frequently. And she was the manager and I think was also the chef. And so I, you know, was going in like throughout the week because I was so obsessed. And then one day I saw or I had seen stuff. I'd read stuff about Nexium and about this person named India. And I was like, oh, wow, like da 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 Nexium, da da da. And then one day it showed a picture of her in page six, along with a story about oh my gosh. Yes. Nexium and also plant made this place. And I thought, oh, my God, that's the same India mm-hmm. as the wow. person that I know and I've been in touch with her recently I haven't watched wow. the star show yet but of course I watched the vow oh my god it's insane absolutely insane and I will tell you that seduced is blows the vow away because it cuts that's r- what I've heard yeah I'm sure you've heard that it's uh but I remember seeing that tabloid come up during the documentary about it you know about where she worked and how she was saying like yeah. oh this is where you know I couldn't ignore it. People were like coming in there. It was a distraction to my work because I in the tabloids about this cult. Yeah. So you and were in the so heart of it. Cause then I, <laughs> well, because I would see her and I'm obviously not going to I'm not going to say anything. So I'm like, hey, India, how are you? Like question about this turmeric latte or something. <laughs> 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 
I mean, it's just, but I think that the stars version, I mean, correct me because you've seen it. It's more through her eyes and through her experience, which is. And a few other victims. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's sorely missing from the HBO version, which is understandably so going through her mom's journey. But I did find myself really, really wishing that I heard more from her perspective, especially because she was such a core part of the series, but wasn't able to, for whatever reason, you know, uh, have her own voice featured as much as, you know, her mom's and everyone else's. So that's great. Yeah, it is great. That's so funny that you had that experience with her. I mean, not a lot of people can say that. You're really in (laughs) (laughs) in the epicenter in many different ways. Listen, can't get enough of those raw vegan um, chocolate chip cookie ball things that I think she actually had a part in making. I need to talk to her about that. Like, that's honestly my number. That's my number one question to her is like, I know you no longer live in New York, but can you somehow mail those to me? <laughs> God, it reminds and, like, me of I like a sandwich. Ladies of London. Did you ever watch Ladies of London? thousands of times oh my god then you'll know the woman's name the ca- the woman that had that was inheriting the castle and then she was making the cookies those like oh, weird the, um, cookies oh what was the name of it and the name of the cookie was like dick ball or something <laughs> what was it it was like dick ball. wait now i just forgot her name i want to say i know it's not mary ladies of london with the hair and she was a yoga in the garden right and she would w- ride her bike everywhere and she had those balls that never yeah the balls yeah appetizing no right that's what I'm imagining you're saying like that's what I think they look like but they don't Julie Montague Julie oh wait I don't oh Jub balls yeah Julie Montague Mm -hmm. and she had Jub balls oh my god Jub balls five dollar superfood snack balls is there any other name that could possibly be worse than that Jub does that even stand for anything just unfortunate babe is what it is my god not just great. unfortunate not a- babe oh wow oh oh I'm like I was like that is the worst but that is exactly what it should stand for <laughs> I don't know it, it was a creation shout out to Julie Montague wherever you are I'm sure she's living her best life in her castle oh yeah like, strange oh. gift shop situation <laughs> that was e- um, that was eerie that was very and I love a gift shop by the way shout out to all the gift shops in the world I agree but that one was a horror film like there's there were bodies in the walls <laughs> for sure that she couldn't sell she couldn't even sell the body <laughs> like a crazy person she did not know how to make revenue and god well that's something we have in common in fact so shout out to Julie um listen Amy we have to talk okay there's so much happening okay there's Atlanta just premiered yes Salt Lake City is It just feels like every week it is breaking new incredible records for quality and content (laughs) and craziness. But I do want to start by getting your thoughts on Potomac because. Oh, yes. Yes. Holy shit. I want to get your thoughts, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I need to ask you first. I have a series of problematic questions. Okay. And the number one most problematic question that I have for you is whose side are you on? Oh. Candace v. Monique. So unfair. Yeah. It's a super unfair question. And I have I, I have to, to answer it, right? No, I mean, I mean, like, I can't, yeah, I can't say. Law. I can't say. Candace's lawyer said there's no way out. Okay. <laughs> you absolutely have to do this. Okay. Otherwise, you're getting sued. Well, I, I'm going to have to go. Okay, well, not not Monique's trash lawyers. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't like Candace. 
mm-hmm. like at all. Um, Love. But I think she's she can't she has been a great housewife. Um, I think Monique mm-hmm. has been a great housewife. And I have to side with Candace on this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I really just don't feel that it was necessary for her to put her hands on her in that situation. Um, I really don't. I, I think that there was major provoking. I mean, I, I, I think about it too much, but like Candace literally said, she actually Dragon. asked for her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like mm-hmm. some, it is just like saying, go on, fight me. Come on, punch me in the face. I mean, you're literally asking for it. There's no mm-hmm. big to provoke someone than to do that. I totally agree. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with myself. I'm like, you're not in the conversation right now. I'm giving my... <laughs> no, that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, oh, my God, Sarah, what a great point. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, I do side with Candace because she shouldn't have put her hands on her. But also, most and most importantly, is that at this point and in real time, on the show and in real time, Monique has not been remorseful or sorry for what she did. And that's the most disturbing because we have seen people attack other people there there have been other incidences where they have gotten physical Mm -hmm. and though Mm -hmm. you don't want to see that and though you know but sometimes it does happen and it happens Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the reason why we can get through that is because you're sorry and you can both kind of see where you went wrong but Candace doesn't see where she went wrong even though her therapist tried to tell her like what was your part (laughs) in all this and he was right on the money but she was Mm -hmm. like no no one's no I had nothing to do with it you know (laughs) tissue but and then Monique is just so disappointing that she really is just like tripling, quadrupling down on not being remorseful. And I think I'm really scared for this reunion, though. I'm like so very interested. I'm so t- sad because I know that we're just going to see Monique justify what she did again. So that's my thought. Bouncing the ball back to you. Well, I have to say I wrote down what Monique said at the end of the finale because I was so confused by it. And she said, I'm remorseful for my actions, but not sorry for defending myself when I felt I needed to. Mm. That's not what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to hear was I shouldn't have put my hands on her and I was wrong. That's it. Yeah. And that might be unfair. And that is also based on my own thinking about any kind of like physical violence. It would never occur to me to be an option. But I also haven't been in this environment where there's a camera crew following me, where I am constantly right. being forced into situations with women I might have like extreme conflict with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on the after show, which I've watched twice, like a sociopath, 32 minutes long, no big deal. Monique has this like moment where she's crying. She's talking about her childhood and the fact that she was um, a little, in her words, a little black girl in a classroom surrounded by people who didn't look like me and finding out about feeling like an outsider and feeling like she needed to fight for her own place in the world. Mm -hmm. And she said when she met Candace, she connected with Candace because she felt a similarity in Candace's story And Mm, at a certain point, she gets very vulnerable and she's like crying and she says, you know, something along the lines of we were two hurt people who were trapped in a cycle of hurting each other, which is valid and which I think comes from someone who's in seeking genuine treatment, like legit therapy. And I think that's great, but I'm still not at the point where I'm hearing the shit I want to hear, which is. 
I feel remorseful for what happened and for my role in it, full stop. Thank you. I, I think, totally agree with you. Yeah. Right? I feel the same and way. I feel, like I feel the same way. Hearing her story and her childhood and what she's gone through and even how she felt in the moment, I get that, but it doesn't take away from the actual interest in taking accountability. And to me, taking accountability is saying I'm sorry and then not repeating that behavior. Mm -hmm. And if she was taking this moment seriously, noting that that's really hard to do when like someone's pressing charges and you feel on the defensive and you feel like you need to win in this fight, meaning the legal one. I don't love that she has now come out with a song. Oh, that's yeah. Light of this moment and in the preview for the reunion Ugh. she's saying to andy the reason i didn't stop trying to hit her after when i'm like running after the van is because i assumed i was fired so i want to finish the job like yeah that's really just that's very disturbing to me it's not great <laughs> no, and <laughs> really bad like it really can't get worse too because <laughs> it, you know we want housewives like, it's really hard because, like, I, I'm always so torn about this. We want them to be horrible people deep down in a way mm -hmm. so we can have the entertainment. But then we don't want them to be horrible people because we want them to actually, you know, be genuinely sorry, see the error of their ways. And so that we can have, like, the beautiful, happy ending, you know, the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And so this is a perfect example of where, like, you just can't get we just can't get what we want out of this person. And it sucks because it's like she's not even willing to fake it. <laughs> like she could right. fake it till she makes it, knowing that like her job might be on the line, her reputation will be on the line. And she's not even willing to do that. And also what's the most surprising to me is that so many people are so supportive of Monique. And why is that? How much of that has to do with Monique's story and feeling empathy with her versus truly thinking that Candace is vile and mm -hmm. still not apologizing for Monique's behavior, but thinking that regardless of whatever she says about this altercation, I still feel that she is a better person than her co-star. I feel like that's what it comes down to for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, that I like see potential in her or I have the ability to empathize with her and the ways in which she is incredibly defensive versus Candace, who often acts out on her defensiveness by trying to hurt people like repeatedly. Right. You know, and, you know, there is something to be said. I, I totally get what Monique is saying with the whole you know, words are weapons. They can be weapons and mm -hmm. that you can hurt somebody sometimes more when you say something and then then with your with your own hands. But my issue with that is um, that you're on a housewife show and it's all about verbal attacks. I mean, like we can go through the record of every city about the horrible things that people have said to each other. Bethany was in Luann's face saying, like, you're oh the biggest God. whore in Macy's window. Who oh says that? Repeatedly. No, it like, was like a full on hours out with timestamps, hours of slut shaming. Like, hours. How did Luann take yeah. that? I don't know. And honest, and this is where I say to Monique, like, oh, I get it. I don't know if I would have been able to handle her saying that to me. I may have, maybe I would have put my hands on her. I don't know. But I know I would have known that was the wrong thing to do, whether it was that night, 
whether it was an hour from the incident, regardless, I know myself, I know that I have had regret in situations. I've never put my hands on somebody, but I just know that if I were to have done that, I know I would have known that that was wrong, no matter what they did, because you have to take responsibility for what you do, even regardless of Candace being an asshole. And Mm -hmm. she is, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, she just loves to poke and poke, poke, poke. And when you get a housewife like that, it's it's tricky. You got to have thick skin, and that's what concerns me. And 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 what happens next season? Do you think that either of them will be back? Um, that would probably be a good solution, right? To get rid of both of them. I thought there was no chance in hell Candace was going to be back because I felt like the situation was so toxic that unfortunately it felt like her storyline had reached its result. And I was thinking Monique may stay or it looks like she's going to leave, but I'd like her to stay. And now I'm at a point where I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if they both left Mm -hmm. because Monique, I don't think Monique wants to be here anymore. I don't think, I think the reason that she allegedly Mm. has come in so strong in the reunion is because she wants to leave in her version of a blaze of glory Mm -hmm. and close the door on this. It does not appear that it's obvious. She's not having a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and she had to take her champagne to go. I mean, she couldn't even stay (laughs) nine minutes. She was there for nine minutes. Nine minutes later. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I just don't know that this is, like, the journey for her. Yeah. You know, when the yeah. other women, obviously, there's such a divide specific to this situation, but also in terms of their friendship that yes. who is Monique actually friends with? She's obviously friends with Karen. Uh-huh. And I think Ashley. Robin would be – and Ashley, obviously, of course. Yes, thank you. And Robin, I think, is, like – on Candace's side, but open to this. Mm-hmm. And I think Giselle is so overwhelmingly team Candace. And same and has with no Wendy. Interest, right. And same with Wendy and has no interest in participating in anything that involves Monique. And I just feel like, I don't know that this is the journey that we really need to continue, especially if we're not getting a sense of vulnerability when it comes to being truly accountable and responsible. I ne- I yeah. just need that selfishly I do as too. a viewer. I do too. I can't move. I can't move on. I can't move forward. I mean, the one thing that we always, they try to do on the show, right? They want to move on. They want to move forward. Well, they can't. It's impossible in this situation. And so it makes it impossible for the viewer. And regardless of whose team you're on, I don't know how, if you're team Monique, how you can move forward with this either. If there's no one moving forward on the show. Um, the, the cast is so strong that if they lost oh, both so strong. Monique and Candace, I don't think, I think that there's going to be a problem. I really don't. I think that regardless of what you think about her, Wendy was a great casting choice. I have to say she is. I really so, like Wendy. Do you? She's like very vocal. And uh-huh. even though I don't think I have agreed with literally anything that she has said <laughs> or done, I am completely fine with her. Yeah, 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 being yeah. Present. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think, I, I, you know what I have to say about this? I feel like the deciding factor is actually Ashley and Michael. Oh. In all the most complicated, strangest ways. Because I feel like, let's say that Candace and Monique, you know, skadoodle. The biggest question right now, I think, is, you know, how do we solve a problem like Michael Darby? Oh, my gosh. 
The name on everybody's (laughs) lips is gonna be Darby. (laughs) I mean, we're not wrong, though. I mean, he he is is so consistent. He is gonna deliver a scandal every season. And do we embrace it? (laughs) Because he's never gonna learn. (laughs) And he also... He gives no fucks about (laughs) literally anything having to do with respecting his wife. And I have become so defensive on her behalf. And it's hard for me to figure out where does Ashley Ashley actually fit in this dynamic? Because I feel like I'm doing more work defending her character (laughs) than she is. And she went on Watch What Happens and was like, Andy asked her about, you know, what happened uh, when he watched and she said something along the lines of uh Michael doesn't regret anything I mean talking about accountability Mm -hmm. Michael doesn't regret anything and you know he thinks it's overblown and you know we had a great trip to the Bahamas and you know say la vie not great no it's so weird I I don't understand it it's one of life's greatest mysteries you've got a woman who is smart intelligent uh beautiful gorgeous um has charisma and can be very successful she's proven I mean she doesn't have like a brand out there but is great on the show and yet I can't even like I can't even defend her because there's nothing she leaves us nothing because she's staying with this monster he's literally a monster I sound like Liza She's a monster. (laughs) She's an old school um, classic housewife. Her brand is being on this show Mm -hmm. and delivering and being to me top tier. And he actively tries to sabotage her work. Mm. He is, as she says, as other people said, she's not going to his office and behaving in one thousandth of the way that he behaved the night of the finale or Mm -hmm. any other moment during this show. And it's shocking and frustrating and upsetting because you're watching a dynamic with a man who respects literally nobody's boundaries when it comes to physical, emotional, whether he is groping someone, obviously without their consent or trying to physically intimidate production, Mm -hmm. which was so unnerving to me. I almost never watch episodes when they're live. I like have my own little process for like the next morning, I, like make my tea and have my little Harney and Sons um, Ooh, cinnamon spice with some frothed milk milk. Oh my God, <gasps> die for Harney and Sons. And then I like watch a show and I'm in my little, um, you know, apartment studio, also known as my bed. And I am like <laughs> living my best life. And someone who had seen the finale said, you need to watch this live because it is crazier and darker than the christening and I was like there's no way that this is going to be worse Mm. than that wild wild day in New Jersey Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I thought okay I have to watch this live and I want to support Atlanta which was premiering its uh season the same night obviously and I watched it and obviously the darkness is there I didn't come out of it feeling as uncomfortable as I did with the christening but what I felt was a lot (laughs) I like that I love that it compares to the christening that just makes me laugh it's so good I can't I still don't totally understand it but (laughs) I just felt a lot of like anger and rage at the fact that this is somebody who 
once again gets away with behaving in a manner that is absurdly disrespectful and always, always crosses a line. And I felt like Chris Bassett did a huge fucking favor for Michael by pushing him away from himself and saying, I'm not going to participate in this. This is going to be so much worse for you if I do. Mm -hmm. You're in my personal space. You're Mm -hmm. coming at me. I'm responding with the same kind of energy and telling you to get the fuck away. Mm -hmm. You're not listening to me, so I'm going to give you another signal. And saying all the things I want to hear Chris Bassett say, he talks about women in the way that he wouldn't talk about a man, and I would never allow someone to speak about my life, blah, blah, blah. And you're watching Michael Darby exhibit the exact opposite behavior while maintaining this absurdly privileged, elitist, trashy level of response with looking horrified, shocked that a security person would dare touch him. Yeah. God forbid someone below his level. Yeah. Talking about Chris's family, who my guess is Michael hasn't met. I don't actually even remember that we've met Chris's family on camera, but calling them, I don't remember if he said trash or whatever language, garbage, whatever. Trash people. Right. I know. (laughs) Can't do the Whatever he was saying as a way to. And talking about himself, like, uh, how dare he come at me, a successful businessman, when it's like, (laughs) sweetie, I don't know how people look at you in the real estate world, but we're all, we all think you're a joke. Like, regardless of how much money you have in your checking account, if you look at the two men next to each other, there is literally no comparison. None. None. And and yet. Hypocrisy. The hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. That he's calling him a trash person. And yet he's the trash person who does the types of things that he does season after season. And yet this is trashy. And also him threatening the um, and and kind of laughing like a little boy. He seems like he's stuck as a little boy because in these moments we see him where it's like these really weird pieces of footage where he's running in the background with like this you know, very like strange smile on his face. And he's just like, you're going to jail. It's like, is he? Because <laughs> it kind of seems like he just, <laughs> <What>? yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe call the fashion police because of that tux, but like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Candace's mom can bail him out regardless. So what, <laughs> what are we trying to prove here? <laughs> and also, do we really want to talk about the legal system, Michael Darby? Is that the route you want to take? Because talk about giving evidence. Like, Ashley obviously has no issue in a character statement. Imagine what people could say Mm -hmm. in defense of Chris Bassett against Michael Darby. Mm -hmm. It is a lengthy. I don't think there is enough time in the world for whatever court case would take place when it comes to, like, the defense. No, and you know what? And frankly, we don't have time for it. It's a pandemic. We don't have time for any of this. I mean, so we'll, what, we'll, so we'll we... handle it on TV is what we'll do. We'll handle it <laughs> right. and Andy can handle it on the couches. <laughs> do you think that at a certain point he's become like when has this has this crossed over from Michael Darby being someone that the vast majority of us love to hate, who's constantly doing things, not the moments that uh, cross over a um question of consent but these moments where he's just such toxic garbage already and so egotistical and full of himself Uh and 
stripping whomever in a hotel room but you know they were just like meeting to discuss poetry or whatever yeah he fell asleep and, yeah right he fell asleep as one does mm-hmm, after one course. has sex mm-hmm. with a stranger mm-hmm. but then his wife finds out on the blogs very normal very very casual just a normal Wednesday they're in the Bahamas um, guys they're in the Bahamas they're in the Bahamas having a great great vacation. time they're, they're, their marriage has never been stronger <laughs> which is terrifying <laughs> and if in fact it's probably true their marriage has never been stronger and that is the scariest part at what point does this cross into being like a mark potentially against Ashley's participant, like a participation in Potomac, by which I mean mm. guilty by association. Obvi- yeah. Right. Yeah, right. And, and he obviously the end of the finale was sort of centered around this wild behavior. And who knew who saw that coming? I mean, I guess and now I- we know we'll see it coming. <laughs> if she comes back, like <laughs> we'll expect it for sure. But yeah, does, is she, um, should she be held, should she, is she culpable for his behavior and his actions? Obviously, no, but allowing her to still continue on the show, that, that means that he's a part of the show, which means where do we draw the line? Because he's such a horrible, he crosses the line at being a horrible person um, but that, that I don't think we want to tolerate. And yet do it. I don't know. I mean, he makes such great drama, but I'm kind of like, ah, I'm so over this. Like, this is, I don't even think I need to see this, especially coming from one of the husbands, you know? Right? So, um, but what, what is Ashley bringing to the table outside of the drama with her husband? She does stir it up a little with the ladies, but what's made her so... You know, what's made her storyline so big is because of what's going on in her marriage and with, you know, having a child and how he's reacting to her and, you know, how they're moving forward and the things that he's done and how they've bounced back. So um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, if you strip away Michael Darby, him and his clothes down to his little black undies, (laughs) (laughs) like what do you have left? I mean, there's an element of Ashley that's enabling that is seemingly enabling his behavior. And I don't know if that's because it's like a PR spin or she's like too far in it or she's willing to put up with it at a certain point because she's participating in this marriage. And I don't want to take away her own power by suggesting that this isn't a choice. I mean, unfortunately, the reality is, regardless of how I feel about it, she is making a choice by staying in this marriage. I just think is that there are a certain point where he is, I don't know what the word is that I'm thinking of, but is there a certain point where it crosses over from him being like, obviously a nightmare but still quality tv to being a potential threat to her job security because mm. i think if oh, michael wasn't there she'd still be a top tier housewife uh-huh. i just wonder okay. at what point does he get in the way of her doing her job because uh, right. it feels like he is right he's taking the attention yeah he's, he's trying to shut down production work. he's trying to shut down the show she's on like actually he's saying he owns he's essentially saying to the executive producer like I, you don't have the right to this. Yeah. This show that you're filming that I don't even know he like gets money for. He's telling these people whose jobs it is to produce the show that he has a better idea of how to get it done than they do. I mean, that's wild. It is. Who says that to a spouse's boss? (laughs) He must have been so drunk. But even if he wasn't drunk, I still think he would have said that. That's the problem. And also, um, if in fact... I mean, let's just talk about the money aspect of why she's with him. I mean, clearly there's mm-hmm. obviously some sort of 
reason she's holding out, you know, she wants kids. She's getting the kids. She knows, I'm sure in the back of her head, she's not going to put up with this forever. I mean, I don't think she's that stupid. I really don't. And as far as production is concerned, they're going to hold out until she, you know, files the divorce papers and then they'll follow that story and she'll be a single mother of two for a little while until she meets someone special. Oy vey. If she is real, it feels like she's fighting to stay in this, though. I just don't get it. I don't I don't know that she sees for herself a future without him because there are no stakes in that relationship of her saying I'll walk away because every single time she covers for him after the fact. Mm -hmm. So I don't see for him him thinking that there are real stakes here, regardless of uncomfortable dinner conversations with uncle with uncle lump and mom, you know, (laughs) those are the only two people that are seemingly telling him what he's doing is harmful and bad and has waves of you know, like repercussions that are going to last longer than his apology, you know? So you think they're going to stay together for a long time? I think she's, I think she's fighting to make that happen. I, I don't know why. I don't know what he could do that he hasn't already done that would necessitate um, a separation leading to divorce. They've already been separated. Mm-hmm. They've already oh, tried right, that. Right, and she's right, decided right. that they want to make it work again. Mm-hmm. So... If he's behaving, if he is showing her how little he respects her, regardless of how many Coronas he's had to drink, <laughs> what is another thing? He has been caught with his, like, literally and figuratively with his pants down. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened that we know of, right, by the right. way, because we don't actually know. Mm-hmm. It just makes you wonder what is the future hold. I always think about it through the lens of, like, the minutia of their behavior countered with production's role in it. And I don't know how this will work for them next season, except that because we've had so many examples of this, they will probably flip the switch and it will go back to the first day of filming. Um, We're in a great place. We had challenges, but we're working through it. And then just have this endless cycle. Yeah. Like, and just, it just magically washes away when the new season begins. And then the biggest controversy that will happen, and I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because she has to have this second baby. Does she already have it? Now I can't remember. No, she's super pregnant. She's pregnant. Okay. So um, she's got to have the second baby. And then after the first year, I'm thinking after the baby's a year old, then she files. That's what I'm going to say. I really think oh that. Oh my God, I would love it for her, honestly. Oh my God, I know. She negotiated her prenup into a postnup <laughs> thing after he stood up to whomever. I would love to see it. Hanukkah Harry, if you are listening, <laughs> night night two, soon to be night three, this is what I want as my gift. No better gift like the present. I mean, I don't I disagree with you that she's really fighting for this, but I think she's got a long term game that we might see play out sooner than we think. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer she can like kid herself. I mean, but you can't now she's, she can't, she got pregnant again. She's stuck. If, if she hadn't gotten pregnant, I would have said that next season file for divorce. It would have happened that, that quickly. I really do. But no, that's not happening. Baby number two is on the way. Got to wait till the baby is at least one years old, one year old. And then boom, here come the papers. You know what would be wild to me? I say this as someone with no kids except for my fish son, Archie Bador, Galley. Oh, hi, Archie. What if he's over there? He's swimming. He's living his best life. Um, is it possible that instead of thinking 
you know, she's stuck because she's pregnant, kid, newborn, blah, blah, blah. Is she thinking he won't act out again because there's another baby on the way? Because I have this yet another layer of commitment that I think will somehow shift his perspective of me as a person, as a wife, and as a mother, mm. where she thinks that mm-hmm. maybe this will change him. Yeah, instead I think of a lot of people. She's- yeah, such a good point. I think that happens all the time. The fact that it didn't happen with the first one. You know, I mean, he didn't change. It became the biggest problem in their relationship. He thought that the baby was kicking him out of bed. In the therapy session, that's what he was saying. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And that's why he stepped out and blah, blah, blah. So um, if anything, I would think that she would think the opposite in this situation. Like, oh, great. Oh, shit. Now what's going to happen? Now another baby? Now my time is going to be divided times two, even more so away from him. How he's never going to be able to handle that well. And Q scandal number 14. And I think that there are so many layers. Again, I say this as someone without kids. So just chock full of wisdom (laughs) on this subject. My God, the things I could teach you parents, my Lord. I need to know. Um, (laughs) But I think about Atlanta and Kenya Obviously, Portia Luther King, my God, we bow down, as Andy said on her Watch What Happens Live, like seemingly the most influential, inspiring housewife who has become this unbelievable social activist who have ever existed on any franchise. So we all need to pay your respect. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Mm -hmm. My hands down. And hands up. (laughs) (laughs) My personal moment of like, wow, take my breath away reflection was that moment scene in the office of Kenya's lawyer where they think the cameras are down or the cameras think that they're going down. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to her about the ways in which many women, and he references black women and black celebrities sacrifice time in which to become uh, uh, parents or uh, time with their families or, you know, are so focused on understandably so their career and their success that unfortunately women all women put up with a certain amount of disrespect that isn't fair you know where he's saying to her his problems aren't yours you know Mm -hmm. if this person is like behaving poorly you don't need to take that into your heart and have to figure out how to deal with it like you deserve to have a happier life than the current depressing sad upsetting emotional however she's feeling and that's on her to decide life and situation that you have you don't have to stay in this because you feel required to make it work because you have a child yes. with this man. Yes. You know, the unfair pressure that so many women put on themselves, especially women in the public eye, mm-hmm. where you feel like you're going to be looked at as a failure if you can't make this work. And you also want to say to your kid, you know, I gave it the biggest possible shot I should uh, that I could have. Yes, you know, like I right. tried my very best. But in order to do so, she is constantly having to sacrifice her own self-worth and self-respect because the guy she's married to is not treating her well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people 
understand and can empathize with that kind of situation of feeling like you're in a relationship with someone who you constantly have to lower your own worth yes your own success to make them feel comfortable and happy and good and it's so sad to see Kenya in that state because when they did that flashback of her you know snapping Mm. at people and all that yeah she's just it's so unlike the Kenya that we know and but isn't it interesting to see her be so vulnerable and so emotional, so sad about the state of her marriage and and the things that that he's been doing, meaning like not giving her the attention. He doesn't seem to want to engage in all this stuff. And yet Ashley seems just fine. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so strange, like Ashley could literally be a politician because of the poker face that she has and the way that she's able to move through stuff with move through scandal in such a way and not seem necessarily affected. She can speak to it. She gives you her bullet points like at the wine tasting party, you know, and mm-hmm. yet Kenya is an open book who is really sharing it all. And it, and I think Ashley, I mean, I, I don't mean to compare the two, but since we're talking about both, like, no, I think that's interesting when it comes to like parenting and yeah. toxic relationships and, and having, like else. you said, the newborn and, and that responsibility of, feeling like you should stay in order for the sake of the child when in fact it's probably worse to stay to stay in that situation with you know having a baby that young or any at any you know at any age to stay in a toxic relationship I mean when the producer is asking her what's his relationship like with her other kids and she pauses and there's obviously like pain in her eyes and she's saying that's such a loaded question and I'm thinking It's a loaded question. Why? Because he doesn't have a good relationship and you don't want to discuss that on camera. Like there's validity to that and there's truth in that. But it's an absolutely valid question, which I'm sure she knows as well. Right. I mean, that is a window. If he if there is something there with his relationships with other kid with his other kids. Yeah. And also with the women that he was with Mm -hmm. with those kids, that would be my other question. If I was her, like, what is your relationship like with uh members of your family yes yes whether you're they're your kids your former partners spouses girlfriends whomever and I think that those red flags like oftentimes people when you're entering in a new relationship like you don't want to see them because you Mm want to have what you want you know I mean I know I've done it we've all done it where you see the signs on the wall and you're like oh it's not that big of a deal. I'll I'll worry about that later. I'm sure there's an explanation. But at the end of the day, you know, it all ends up adding up and it to a not so great situation. And you, and it's like you ignore yourself. You know, she probably ignored all the things that she was intuitively thinking just because she wanted to have a relationship. She wanted to have a baby and like, you know, and so she made some sacrifices. And I think now it's like she's in a pickle and I can't believe that it's going to end up being he's the one that files for divorce and just bamboozles her and then in real time aren't they somehow still whatevering I'm oh so right that's right because they were like that's co-parenting or yeah yeah that is a weird one it's also because yeah she's not on on social media it was like Brooklyn's birthday maybe and they were together I don't know it is very mm-hmm. strange yeah I'm trying to remember the last time that she had an interview when she talked about him recently are they together right now? No, they can't be. I feel like be. there's some sort of weird gray something or other. I swear to God. It, it's so, whenever I hear her talk about him, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I mean, there is, there are so many comparisons between the ways in which Kenya and Ashley have responded to 
their spouses, partners, whomever crossing boundaries when it comes to like honoring your partner's Mm self-worth and respecting, you know, the mother of your child. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's interesting that I'm thinking in my head that I'm comparing these two because these are also two women who are obviously so powerful, so successful, who also have had parents. Yes. Ashley with her father, Kenya with her mother, who have disavowed their existence. I was just going to say the same thing. Huge. Right? The kind of pressure that that puts on a child when the child grows up and wants to be a parent and wants to give their kid the kind of life and kind of love that was missing from this, you know, ghost parent, not from the the ones who stayed or the family members that rallied, but from this person who didn't even love them enough in their eyes, potentially, to say to them, like, I know that you exist, Mm. you know, who won't even open the door literally and figuratively for both of these women on camera. And you're looking at your kid and you're thinking, I want to make sure that I am doing the absolute best that I can for you because of what was missing in my life and the kind of pressure that that puts on someone. Mm -hmm. And also the idea that they may not have had the model of a successful relationship because obviously one of their parents was missing from the picture or left. Mm -hmm. What does that do to a person? How does that change their reaction? Who's to say that if Ashley had a different relationship with her father now that she would have maybe left Michael before? Right, right. I think the answer is there. I mean, it's it's all about what your your own baggage and how you were raised and and then how you've worked on yourself since then, how you deal with the that you were dealt. They were both dealt like such a bad hand. I mean, yes, they they had a lot of love in their life, I think, in different ways. You know, you got Uncle Lump. You've got, you know. Oh, she's my God. Got, I love him so much. <laughs> I do love, love him, him, too. So, I want to see more Lump. Give me more lump. lump. We want lump. We want lump. I oh I totally God. agree. I mean, obviously, and that's the other thing. You can embrace the where the love is coming from in your life. And that can, you know, I know that Kenya's grandmother is the one that raised her. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, but there's a deficit there. There's a deficit that you that you grow up with and you feel that how can you replace that and how, and how can you change that how can you as we all say you know how can you break the pattern how can you you know break the mold of some uh, uh the way that you were raised so that you don't give it to your child and things like that and I would imagine you know um perhaps both of them feel like if they were to break up that relationship they would be you know deliberately withholding a parent figure from their child because maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't stick around you know, maybe if they are still married, that gives them more of a choice to uh, more of an opportunity to stay, you know, and be there for their child. Whereas if they do divorce, then that child has is one less parent. Maybe that maybe he won't come back, you know, um, even if there is some sort of, you know, agreement and how to, you know, co-parent, maybe they won't come back. Maybe they won't show up, pick them up for their day, for their hours, for their week, for their weekend. So perhaps there's hanging on because they don't want that other parent to not be in their life like they only had the one. 
That's such a good point. I don't know. It's such a good point. It's sad, I just though. Think <laughs> it makes it's me sad. It's super sad. Yeah. It makes me sad. And I think of that moment where Cynthia, where she's talking to Cynthia and Candy and Candy's like, I, you know, I'm sure you miss your man or whatever she says. And, you know, Kenya's sort of talking around the dynamic. And these two women are saying to her, like, you deserve more than what he's giving you. You should not be traveling with your kid to New York City, which P.S. is someone in New York City right now was, I'm sure, in the point of being like global peak whenever she was going. You know, she was really oh, mm -hmm. risking a lot. And he for whatever to see him to try to make it work and Cynthia saying you know I don't like how he talks to you yeah I mean there's stuff going on that we don't see yeah 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 and Good these point. two women who I'm sure have seen far more than we have mm -hmm. saying to her this is not a healthy dynamic and during a global pandemic mm -hmm. the fact that he can't do the very minimum mm -hmm. to make you feel safe when yeah. the world around you feels so especially dangerous yeah is not okay. That's just not an. It's just not enough. Mm -hmm. It's just not enough. Mm -hmm. And I look at these two women, and I just say to myself, like, I just hope for the best. And I think, you know, I know that Kenya specifically. I'm so grateful and glad that she's back, and I'm appreciative to see this side of her story and like see her in such a vulnerable place. It's and wild. It's wild. I just hope she kicks him to the curb. My God, I think he's such a piece of shit. I know. I, really I know. I know. I. You know, it's sad too because like we love our housewives. You know, we want to protect them. them. We want them to be yes. supported by amazing men if if that's who they choose to be with. Mm -hmm. And it's just sad when you see these situations and then you have the babies and it's like it's pretty heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking um but there are some families that are thriving hopefully I think I mean from 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 um, appearances I mean Candy and Todd seem to be doing great Candy and Todd are doing great Heather Gay mom of the fucking year oh with her yes kids being like do whatever you know in the Mormon community you can't go on a second date y'all have been dating for two years like let us tear this town apart like I <laughs> fucking die for her and all of the AGs know that I stand for Shan I'm not watching this season of Orange County I've heard it's possibly problematic for some of Shannon uh, Shannon's <laughs> behavior and I just have to say like not to say a new Supreme Rises but just to say the second <laughs> I saw Heather Gay yeah. step on that screen with her cankle, in her words, oh her my god, and her like flapper garb. Has there been a better every, line? I mean, that's unbelievable. Has, the woman is filled with them. She's so honest. She's constantly looking for like the middle ground. Even if some of these people don't deserve it, she's like, hold on, let me just, you know, like, let's try to understand each other. I feel like she's in many ways the translator, not only for these women, but also for us at home. Yes. She's yes. so quick. She's so smart. I just no choice but to stand. I love it. I love Salt Lake City. Like if we're going to talk about a light in this Salt world, Lake, yeah. right? How could it be better? I watched this week and I was like, how is this this good still? How is it another perfect episode? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they could also do on some of these other franchises. Like what it is a magic. This is a magical time. Mm -hmm in our lives, in our world, in this moment in great American history. And I'm so appreciative of it. Like, it's crazy. This is a perfect cast. This is a, there is no bad snowflake. No, you know, like, no bad let it snowflake. Snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know how they struck gold like this, but it is amazing. I'm a little worried about Jen because she's coming in so hot. And it's like, <laughs> 
it's like a, a it's like a super robot of housewife creation in a way. I'm worried it's mm-hmm. going to explode at some point because it's mm-hmm. it's got all the like the upgrades. It's got everything. You know, she's got everything it takes to be such a great housewife. And I'm worried it will explode and all of the pieces will go everywhere. Like that's I'm terrified. But I love it. So I always thought, and I think a lot of people felt this way and maybe continue to feel this way, that it was very performative, where it felt like she had studied Housewives a little too hard. Yeah. The assistant stuff, the everything else, it was like you are being so extra that it's it can get distracting. Sure. And someone, it might have been Raffi D'Angelo on the last episode, someone recently said to me, But look at how Heather is responding to this. Heather is telling us that this is not out of character for Jen. And we have no choice but to believe her. That's such a good point. Right? And I hadn't thought about it. But like, woo. If Heather is saying this is who this person is, she like goes a little extra, you know, very, very quick. Mm -hmm. Then we should maybe believe it. And some of this other stuff is just like a little bit of like the icing on the cake. Uh And I have a satchel of gold that I just think is so important from (laughs) Anna in Chicago, who starts it off strong, um, who had a little turtle time when she was sending the satchel of gold in. (laughs) Um, And shout out to any AGs in there who don't know our terminology. Satchels of gold or listener comments, uh, thoughts, concerns, whatever, in honor of Her Holiness, Kelly Clorin Ben-Simone. So here's a satchel from Anna in Chicago who was going through some turtle time. She says, I'm a little wine drunk right now. Love it already. Obviously had to read it. <laughs> LOL, which is why I'm sending DMs. But I think the reason Jen is so upset with Mary is primarily because of the convenience store comments, as she should be. It feels as episodes go by, we get more and more information on their fallout. While it's fun to think the hospital comment is why Jen flew off the handle, it's just too surface level to incite that much anger. Uh-huh. I think the hospital comment was the tipping point, but so much more led up to it. I think maybe Jen was looking for an ally in Mary, and when the opposite happened, she didn't know how to process it. Someone mm. who was supposed to understand her, but didn't. The level of hurt Jen feels is much deeper than maybe she even wants to bring up with the group right now. That said, I'm loving them both. I'm loving this whole season. It's refreshing and what Bravo needed. But I love New York and Potomac and Atlanta forever. My God. Talk about a turtle time. Turtle time. Turtle time. (laughs) Is that not? I mean. On point. So on point. point. Really broke down the walls because it is true. There's there's layers to it. And the convenience store comment is bonkers. Like bonkers. And the fact it was off camera is fantastic because now we're bringing it on camera and we're going to talk about it. So I love that. And yeah, no, there's nothing there's nothing better than to actually bring to light what a housewife said in a private conversation. So she was ready to turn on her, especially after the hospital comment. And Jen herself saying, like, I sat on this, but it's time to bring out the guns. <laughs> now, time in the place. And Mary's response of like, yes, and like it was literally improv from hell where she's like, I, yeah, I said all this. Yeah. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, You should too. Yes. No big deal. Keep it moving. Yeah. Where she looks at her and she's like, what's what is the of course I said that. What is the point? It was actually I guess <laughs> I thought <laughs> you thought you that she would have been mortified. <laughs> or in some way apologetic and right, so she right. doubles down. Right. I mean, she is, I'm sorry, like a hundred percent the villain of Salt Lake City. Yes, and I was yes. so appreciative for Jen's husband, who 
I need to find and get access. We to need a coach Shaw it- like pep talk. Yes, we all do. I agree. Oh my God. Yeah. Every morning or once a week, if you could do a cameo situation, every morning, job, you're listening. I know you're like highly unavailable, but like maybe at a midnight or something when you're like out of just in the car, you're driving, or whatever. <laughs> just, just call me. I mean, it was one of those moments that you kind of hope for with housewives where something super problematic happens. It's discussed. Right. And then you have someone coming into the picture who's able to break it down and translate it Mm -hmm. not only for their partner, but for all of us at home. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like chef's kiss perfection because you don't want Mary's answer to be the last thing you hear when it comes to this. There needs to be a counter. He was the absolute smartest, most emotionally intelligent absolutely impactful person to deliver and who would knew that we would get that from a house husband i have to tell you (laughs) some of these house husbands the introductions coach shaw obviously phenom eddie on potomac someone slid into my dms and they're like chris bassett isn't the one you have to think of chris samuels like (laughs) i hear you but we are all missing the glory that is eddie osefo and i love him i love his dance smile i love hearing his (laughs) vulnerability and his relationship with his family i mean like we are getting okay yeah yeah jewels i I, i'm having moments i'm i'm very excited about dr wendy joining the show that i this season i thought that she was a great addition i know you said you you didn't agree with everything she she said um Mm -hmm. i probably didn't either i i think across the board i don't agree with everything all the housewives say so that's part of the course but i do love them as a family i love them on the show i'm obsessed and i love that she has so many degrees and we have to talk about it all the time and I love her relationship with her mother. And it's so oh, interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that her mother and their culture value education over celebrity, which is seemingly the exact opposite of what's currently going on in America, <laughs> yeah. where it's like keeping up with the reality TV. You would think that her daughter being on a reality TV show as popular and well-known as Housewives would catapult her. But her yes. mom is saying, there's a camera crew here. I could give a shit. Right, what right, I care right, about right. is that you are still a professor regardless of whatever you want yeah, to do. Yes. I mean. It's, it's it's noble. It is. Noble. <laughs> oh my God. Phenomenal. Oh, my God. I, we have We are just so truly blessed there's so much happening i'm so appreciative for you coming on the people's people's couch ah i'm so happy i'm so glad to be here i just i like die for you your social all of your impressions are the lisa barlow (laughs) i mean guys you have to go watch this on instagram because it is like true chef's kiss phenomenal is there an impression that that i love that thank you sarah (laughs) i love that Is there an impression that you just love that's like really that brings you personally so much joy? Oh, what a good question. That brings me joy. Yeah. Like, which is the one that you think like, oh, my God, I love doing this. This is just like where you're just laughing at your work, you know, where you're thinking like this is just so much fun. Huh. Okay. I do. I guess that kind of changes. I don't really have one Mm -hmm. solid one, Um, I guess, because. I'm I'm like I'm not like laughing at myself all the time, but um, I mean I guess if you're gonna ask me the question, I do think that like Stephanie from Dallas when, when she's like I feel like um I feel like I feel like I feel like Brandy and I are like in a good place, and I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm really getting that time today, but I feel like I feel like um 
like look when it's there's like an embarrassment of riches because like I feel like your podcast like Andy Gross is like amazing but uh, so maybe that one right now just because when I'm in my regular everyday life and I say things like I feel like it makes me want makes me want to say like I feel like you know so that one's a fun that's fun to do <laughs> oh my god that's I'm like literally about to cry <laughs> And Dallas is coming back in January. Are you going to watch that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to your um, translations Uh, on Radio Andy more than actually watching the episodes, shall we say. But I'll be here for it. I'll do that. I like to do that for people because there are some people who aren't watching some of the the shows that are, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously stick with your convictions. I, you know, I hear that. Um, But if I do, if and when I do recap them, people are like, I'm not even watching, but like I'm getting a kick out of what's happening. So that's fun. I'm glad that I'm I'm glad to take one for the team. Also, isn't that the greatest compliment of someone, yes. someone feeling so connected to the franchise because of what you are bringing and because of your gift? I mean, that is my gift. A plus plus. It's because of your gift. Your gift is my gift. No, thanks. So nice. Um, and you're killing I mean, it. So thank you for letting me be on your show. This is awesome. I love your pod. Um, thank you. I'm so an AG. Much. You, um, you're an OG of the AG <laughs> and I die for you for it. Can you tell the people how to listen to you and die for you and stand for you and follow you and you, 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 you. I love that. Um, you guys, I'm on radio Andy, which is channel one Oh two on mm. Sirius XM and Monday through Friday, 4 PM mm-hmm. Eastern, 1 PM mm. Pacific. And I'm on Instagram, meet Amy Phillips, Twitter, Amy Phillips underscore. I try to keep up with the kids, but I'm really behind. I really Ugh. try, but I, you it's know, tough. it's, it's, it's tough. Um, but I, you know, I think, and, and I have a, I have baby daughter, she's three. So, and I try to be a good mom. So I'm really present for her. So I want to be on social media more, just not as much as I, just not as much as I, I would like to be. I'm not on as much as I want to be, you know what I'm saying? But please Listen. follow me. I hear you. I have a fish. I'm sure that is just as much work and dedication. I have to give him a bath and change his water every week. (gasps) Amy, can you believe that? That's probably tougher than having a three-year-old toddler child. And I don't want you to feel bad about that, about the additional stress that I have in my life. I'll try not to. to, Okay. I do want you to appreciate the sacrifices We're empathizing together. We're empathizing. We're empathizing together. (laughs) We're empathizing together. I was like constantly lower the bar. (laughs) I lower the bar every day. Trust me. Oh, my God. Favorite thing to do. Um, Guys, <laughs> patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls. I did a special one hour breakdown minutia psychological evaluation of Michael Darby from this most recent finale episode and beyond. So if you're not keeping up with the Andy's Girl stuff on Patreon, um, why the fuck aren't you? Starts at $2 a month and you get so many bonus episodes. I'm doing a holiday Zoom kiki with the folks on OG of the AG level. So look for that invite soon. And on Instagram at Dame Galley polls all day. I'm going to be posting some in a little bit and always appreciate you guys sliding into my DMs with your satchels of gold. And I'm going to read more of them 
on uh, Patreon this weekend. I'm so excited about it. Amy Phillips, I died for you. I love you so much. I, I died love for your you. sweater. I love you oh, thanks. I love your headphones. Oh, I got thanks. I love your glasses. Oh, my God. And your mind. Oh, come on. I love everything you. I love you. I love everything about you, head to toe, and the clothes rack in the back, down to the there flag on the mic. Done. Oh, guys, we're so great. And we know that you are too. Happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate, by which I mean every person in the world. Why aren't you? My God, potatoes, starches, gifts. Uh, You can't go wrong. Um, And we'll talk to you again soon, guys. Bye. Bye.